Eh, 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 cakap Melayu. Cakap Melayu apa ni? Ha, tak faham lah. Cakap Melayu. Jungle Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So, a lot of things can make people jealous, right? Like, if your partner flirts with someone else, maybe. Mm. But for Douglas, a dog made him jealous. I was not jealous. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell your story. Defend your honor. So... The baby dog in my house is this rascal called Mia. Right, she's the one that eats everything, right? Uh, no, no, that one is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. Mia, Mia eats. Uh, she eat raw potatoes, <laughs> socks. Uh, the other day, the other day she ate a watch strap. What? Yeah, I had, I had to buy a new strap for the watch. And <laughs> she's definitely a handful up. Lately, however, she's yeah. been scratching quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The problem is though, she she's uh, the type of very short but very padded fur. Oh, you know? I bet she's super stubborn, right? Oh yeah. They say short hat dogs are usually very stubborn. What baseless accusations? <laughs> Who told you this? Long haired dogs <laughs> it was like slander. So anyway, uh, my wife has been trying to find the the problem like the source of this uh, itchiness. Yeah. So we suspected maybe ticks. Yeah. So we she we had to give Mia tree so she will lie down quietly right. and then you know uh, comb slowly to the tick fur to try and find the ticks. Oh, was there any ticks? Uh, don't have. Oh, she could be allergic to something she touched, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we also spent uh, time in the garden looking uh-huh. for things like beehive. Are, right. Or poisonous plants Anything lah That can cause irritation To her skin yeah. It was like a Three day operation uh. <laughs> <laughs> But I think We found the sauce Because uh-huh. we, we, we found A small ant colony Underneath oh. the bushes Where Mia likes to play right. So maybe she can Ant bite or whatever okay. Yesterday uh-huh. I also noticed Bites behind my knee You know yeah. The part where the joint kind of folds, right? Right. So, I, I was like, hey, these are not mosquito bites. I don't know what bites. So, I went and asked my wife to check. I said, hey, can you see what bites are these? Because I couldn't really see. It's behind my knee. Yeah. My wife uh, looks at the bites for two seconds and goes, uh, don't know. <laughs> Like, wow, you just dismissed like this. So Mia's case was a three-day CSI operation, but mine was just, uh, you know. You just manja lah. Mia got all the attention, so you. So, hey, what are these bites? I ah? am not manja. Fly <laughs> FM. If you're just joining us, Douglas was telling me about how he was jealous of his dog. Not cause jealous. Because <laughs> his dog got more attention from his wife than he did. Mm-hmm. My conclusion to that story is that guys are more manja than they think they are. For example, I went on holiday with my sister, right? My boyfriend. Jonathan, he went to Nepal. Oh, Nepal? Yeah. Wow, Everest? Ah? Base camp. Oh, hey, 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 still what you love. Everest base camp is still very tough. Ah. You think of what? Like, go Genting Highlands. <laughs> no, lah, his friend was doing a hike there. So he went to meet him and another one of his friends from Germany oh, boys went trip. as well. Yeah, yeah, full on boys' trip. Yeah. So you both went on separate holidays? Yes. Was this the longest time you spent apart uh, physically since you all became a couple? Uh, yeah, I think so Because I went earlier, right? So uh. a total of like Maybe two weeks We were Oh, Mr. Darling Cannot <laughs> <laughs> Usually we text each other often, right? Uh. So, so it's not so bad Like he'll update me What he's doing and all mm. But then one day In the middle of the afternoon He got extra affectionate Saying like oh, I miss you Can't wait to see you He probably did something wrong lah <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to buy you a present from Nepal or something No lah So it turns out His tummy was upset And he was feeling like a bit out of it oh. So my guess Is that he was extra affectionate Because he was sick Okay no wait, wait, what, what happened This guy he's in, he's in Nepal Or his altitude sickness or what <laughs> No lah He just ate a lot of Indian food <laughs> <laughs> Oh no hey, But still Just because your boyfriend Is the manja You shouldn't generalize it all Because I am 100% not manja Must I remind you Of when you hit your knee When you walk 
walked into the studio like on the door. So much drama. Our camera guy had to come in, wrap it with eyes. I had to lend you my strap from my bag so you can hold it. Yeah, in but place. See, but I took it like a man. All right, yeah, I didn't go like yeah. oh my kneesy weezy pansy weezy come kiss it right. <laughs> and by the way, I think I, I might have fractured it. This was a oh career-ending injury, you know. Lucky your career is almost over. <laughs> Fly FM. So this Malaysian teenager almost gets tricked and sold to Thailand oh, because he applied for a job that apparently paid him 2k for playing games. Well, play what game? Squid games. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been maybe the little dude is only 14 years old, right? He almost became a victim to the scam where they promised him 1.8k monthly right. to play games. He could have been sold to Thailand. Now, according to his mother, he was offered the job by one of his gaming buddies, who's also a school dropout, by the way. <laughs> Nicely believe the fella and took the bus from KL to Johor Bahru all by himself. This is terrible, you know. Yeah, but it ends well lah because three days later his mom managed to get him home safely. No, no, no. no. I mean his geography is terrible. <laughs> he he wanted to go to Thailand but yeah. his daughter took the bus to JB, is it? <laughs> like his map is upside down or what? This fella. <laughs> yeah. And to do so for only 1,800 ringgit, that's not a lot of money, you know. Yeah, for an adult maybe but I think 1.8k to a normal 14-year-old boy is crazy. Like, were you making this kind of money at 14? Oh. Okay, okay, no lah. Okay, at fourteen, my allowance was fifty ringgit one month. Ah, uh, you see? Yeah, yeah. Because my parents were very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, your your allowance was probably more, right? When you were fourteen. I never had an allowance. Wow. <laughs> Because I felt like if I asked for it, then it would have you know set an amount every month. Yeah. But if I don't have an allowance, then I can just ask them to buy me stuff, and then I'll get what I want with no limit, lah. <laughs> what a sneaky person! <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, this the situation with this uh, this kid, right, yeah. is quite alarming because in his reality, somehow in his head, he thinks that by playing games you can make money. And for this, right, I yeah. actually blame some leaders. <laughs> Why is he blaming leaders? Oh, no, because some of them also they make money based by playing games. <laughs> No, they play lompat kata. <laughs> <laughs> they play musical chairs. Fly huh? FM. This 14-year-old kid almost got sold to Thailand when he was offered a job paying him 1.8k a month to play games. Lucky for him, his mom was smart and managed to bring him home safely. Yeah. But this scam thing, right? You got to be able to trust your gut, lah. Like I was supposed to go to Thailand for a shoot. Oh yeah, a horror movie, lah, right? <laughs> Because with makeup, you actually look like the type of Tiana. <laughs> nang nang. <laughs> you don't need makeup, also you look like that. Okay? <laughs> no It was apparently For a travel show oh. um, They didn't give me A lot of info And it was like Quite last minute right So they reached out On a Monday And I had to fly Into Thailand To shoot that Friday itself Whoa. And since I'm a travel host I thought okay lah like, This is quite normal Sometimes we have to Rush shoots you know It was supposed to focus On extreme sports I remember But, but uh, Thai extreme sports In particular Like what Skateboard Muay Thai <laughs> <laughs> BMX elephant or something. Yeah, no, that's a problem. There was hardly any information, so uh, they kept saying like, "Oh, it's a surprise. You know, you'll know when you get here." But oh, don't worry, you'll be oh, safe. No lah, definitely sounds sus because there was right? also a time pressure on you, right? Yes. To accept it. Exactly. You know. So on the day, I actually went to the airport. You actually. Contemplated going Yeah I was gonna go But then something Didn't feel right Everything kind of Felt off And the whole time Like while I was Packing my bag Going to the airport Something was just Telling me not to go Mm-mm. And when I got To the airport This gut feeling Became like a sick To the stomach oh, your feeling body, you Your know? body was actually Telling you not to go Yeah so I decided You know what It's okay I won't go I messaged them And uh, I told them I'm not gonna make it lah. Flying out alone Yeah you want You girl some more Yeah it just felt like The right thing to do So did you find out If it was An actual thing or, or a scam? 
No, actually, I didn't find out. But I told them I'll reimburse the money, right, for the flight to send mm-hmm. me bank details. I'll transfer the amount back. They didn't say anything after that. They just kind of disappeared. So I don't know. 100% scam. Right? You definitely dodged the bullet. Like, unless, unless somewhere in Thailand right now, yeah. there's a camera crew with a bungee cord and paragliding <laughs> equipment just standing around waiting like, hey, when is this Thai Pontianak supposed to show up? <laughs> Fly F. So a man disguised as an old woman threw a cake at the Mona Lisa painting. <sighs> Lucky it was the Mona Lisa, no? If he tried this with the Blackpink Lisa, he'd be in a wheelchair now, man. <laughs> he was actually on a wheelchair, huh? dude. Yeah. <laughs> so the video online showed uh, this visitor, an old woman, right, on a wheelchair at the Louvre uh, that houses the Mona Lisa painting. Right. Then suddenly, he gets up, tries to smash the glass case. He fails, so then he smears cake across its glass on Mona Lisa's face. So why so ridiculous on this fella? Yeah, not finished. He takes off his wig and then he yells about how we're destroying the earth and people are theorizing that this is some kind of, you know, climate-related publicity stuff. Right. Love. I don't know. He was French also, by the way. There's a little clip of it. He's saying think about the earth All artists think about the earth That's why I did this Think about the planet What has thinking about the earth Have to do with Mona Lisa? <laughs> no, okay, okay. Cho, cho. What, what cake was uh, he carrying? Why is this important? No, because I'm trying to figure out This fellow's <laughs> logic lah, right? Because if it was a birthday cake How yeah. did he hide it? I don't know, under his skirt maybe? He was disguised as an old woman, not a pregnant woman. <laughs> right? So if he was actually two soggy cupcakes, what the then it's obvious where he hid it. <laughs> No, but I think you need to monitor this fella, you know, because who knows what his next target is, right? Because yeah. who maybe he will throw some donuts on a Picasso <laughs> to raise awareness for breast cancer, and then next week fly to Malaysia, throw some chakwetiao at the Tugu Nagara for gender equality. <laughs> and this guy, I better be careful, ah. Fly FM. So this guy in Paris threw cake at the Mona Lisa painting because <laughs> he wanted to protest climate change. So weird. If you want to make a stand, I think there are better ways to protest. Okay, so what would be your definition of a better way? Or an acceptable uh, way to protest One that is properly organised mm-hmm. You have a clear objective And it's safe It sounds like an MLM gathering <laughs> <laughs> And no violence Also, okay, So you're like Gandhi lah, right? You uh, This peaceful civil disobedience Yeah I think he, he organised sit-down protests That time uh, in India right. And I think there's also one Where the workers They locked themselves in the office But yeah. they refused to work right. But in the end uh, I think it managed to bring change Because right. a lot of people say That these protests by Gandhi Caused the fall of the British Empire Right yeah. There was a couple Who stayed in bed as a protest as well Who? John Lennon and Yoko Ono They were not protests They're just being lazy <laughs> nah. I don't want to work I just want to imagine Sudah lah John <laughs> No my first memory Of a protest Was the yellow shirt one In Datang right. Merdeka This yeah, yeah. long time ago now mm-hmm. I remember Because I think Malaysia we had never seen such protests before. Correct. I was glued to the television. Yeah. Uh, I was being covered by a lot of news stations. There was this one uh, foreign news outlet. Yeah. And they had a they had a white reporter fly in specially. It was Hamish McDonald, I think his name was. Masalev. Yeah, Masalev. Small Masalev fellow, very excitable because he was there with the mic right, and, right. And, the, and the camera was shooting him. And behind you can see the protesters with the fire trucks coming in wow. and, the, and all the FIU right. And what he was like, shot. and the police have come in full force to tackle the protesters. 
yeah. and are now spraying them with chemically laced water yeah. that burns the skin and stings the eyes. <laughs> ah. I'm watching the TV. Right? Wow, this yeah. Masali fella very dramatic. Ah. Chemically laced water yeah, man. that burns the skin and stings the eyes. It's just normal Malaysian tap water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, every morning I wake up, I wash my face, my skin will burn, my eyes will sting. You know how to wake up? Hello. <laughs> Fly FM. Okay, this is the story. Sarawak rap proposes crocodile habitat as a tourist attraction. So, <laughs> so they want the crocodiles to attract tourists while they're in their own habitat. Yes, betul. Okay, so see now, if crocodiles can work from home, <laughs> why are we humans going to go office? No fair, you know? Ayyo, so check this out, right? A local assemblyman says that before this can happen, an in-depth study needs to be conducted. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> the tourism attraction, they say, shouldn't burden the local people and they need to consider how to manage the frequent crocodile attacks happening in the same area. I think a lot of planning needs to be done uh, for yes. this one because crocodiles are... Um, I don't want to be animalist. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but crocodiles just look evil like, correct or not? Like yeah, yeah. I will only ever go near a crocodile on one condition. What? It's already a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be guides and handlers to make sure it's safe lah. Yeah, these are crocodiles. They reptiles. You cannot control one more reptiles. Have you seen a, a chichat tamer before? Never. No. Right? You cannot control. See like mammals. Okay, I think like because there's an orangutan sanctuary in Sarawak that mm-hmm. has, that's really good and professional. Yeah, I've heard of it, Semenggo, right? I can't remember the name, but well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I remember was that they were really serious about being non-invasive right. to leave the orangutans at their habitat as much as possible. Yeah. So you couldn't touch the orangutans, uh, you cannot feed the orangutans, and Correct. they emphasize that this is not your land, it that's is the good. orangutans' land. That's good. Uh, constantly, you know, they were telling us this. And then yeah. one of the things the guide said that really stuck in my head was that he said, okay, you're free, you can go around, you can look at the orangutans and all. Uh-huh. If they are in the trees, go ahead. You can take photos, you know, all that. Uh-huh. But the moment an orangutan hits the ground, yeah. you do not look him in the eye and you back off. Right, because they're dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. You know in the Singapore Zoo, they let the monkeys roam around everywhere? So bad, no. Why you call Singapore a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Fly FM. So a Sarawak assemblyman just proposed a crocodile habitat as a tourist attraction in, <laughs> in uh, Sarawak. But we're guessing it's also a means to control the crocodile population. But someone who I'm sure has some insight on this, our people's matcha. Hello, PM. Welcome back. Salam, peaceful wanita. Long Hi. time no see. You pergi holiday kan? Yes, ah, I did. Bagus, bagus. Eh, come in, come in, come in. Come in. Yeah. Uh, duduk sana. Jangan, jangan bising. Okay, no. So, this uh, this idea actually, I think is very good. Ah. Because, you know, we should not consider our dangerous animals and all these as burdens lah. Because they are God-given gifts to our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And we must learn to value them and monetize them eh? yeah, as much as possible for many financial gains. Uh, uh, apa ah. Karim? Ah yeah yeah yeah. Also for ni apa environmental benefit what not lah. So actually Karim is a good example of this because okay. when he started perangai dia macam kuda liar. Oh. You know wild horse. Right. Yeah, but after enough training, he is now a work horse. Huh, <laughs> betul lah Karim. <laughs> Bagus. Nanti dapat carrot. Okay. <laughs> so now we can apply this to other wildlife in Malaysia. Right. For example, mosquito. Mosquitoes. Mosquito. Yes. Okay. So because we have many different mosquitoes, uh-huh. we we can make a mosquito park. Oh. Betul lah, ada kita ada butterfly park Why not have a mokitos park um, And we can do this We can also have a loyalty card program yeah, Macam promo lah So okay. to the visitor If they get a dengue uh-huh. And also malaria We give you one chikukunya for free 
Oh, oh it's yeah. a good deal. Okay. So we can also innovate the the fish spa. You know, you know the one where you put the, the feed the water and the baby fish eat the dead skin. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, but this one we do with piranha. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Because this will save time also, Wanita. You no need to take off your shoes. Betul oh. tak? Kareem, man. Piranha, they makan semua. They eat through everything. Just make sure your shoes don't make from the pig skin lah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because these are local piranha. So, kena jaga sensitivity sikit. I see. Betul tak? Yeah. Right. It's, because it's all about turning something negative into a positive. Uh-huh. Turning something negative. You want to see how I turn a negative into a positive, Wanita? How? Okay, you watch ah. Negative, negative, negative. Positive, positive. Ah, nampak? Oh, wow. Oh, very good. Okay, jom, Karim. Eh, sorry, uh, Wanita. We have to go to my favourite park. Oh, mm-hmm. what park is that, Pian? Lepa. Fly. The Singaporean man goes viral for wanting to quit his 10,000 ringgit salary job as he has nothing to do at the office. He has nothing to do at the <laughs> office. That's my dream job, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this Singaporean man, he shared on Facebook about how he wants to resign because he has too much free time on his you hands. strangle this fool. <laughs> he said that working back at the office feels very unfulfilling because not enough work. He only gets 20 to 30 emails a day. Hey, then you come Malaysia lah, friend. I guarantee you get 100 emails but mostly ah uh, from a Nigerian prince lah <laughs> or, or some rich widow doctor looking for love. <laughs> so he says working from home gives him a better time because he can complete his tasks in just two to three hours. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and he also says that it's very difficult to keep pretending to key in data because his boss sits right behind him. <laughs> There are so. all these weird office cultures where you got to look busy even after you finish your work or like yeah. you cannot leave because your boss is still there exactly. so you must stay and pretend to do more work. Have you yeah. experienced any of this weird like office culture stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They force us to socialize. That's one. Like, force yeah. you to socialize. Yeah, you have to play games lah online, <sighs> make friends. But I feel like mixing friends and colleagues isn't a great idea. Mm, I think mm, boundaries mm. are quite good. Mm. Um, some companies will say you're all family, but I feel like that's how they make you work overtime <laughs> or feel guilty for not wanting to. Because work is work, family is family lah. Unless you're in the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've actually noticed that a lot of people put more effort in looking like they're working. As opposed to actually getting work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see them all mostly doing flirts, lah. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> right, they stand around, uh, pretend to help, point here, point there, chunkle a bit here, you know, jet spray a bit there, sit on the boat, take photo, lah. <laughs> not, not doing much. But do they resign? No, most of them get promoted, right? But they, see, this is why we make fun of Singapore, you know. Yeah. How fellas y'all can shake legs happily, collect salary, <laughs> while this Singaporean is there going, oh, I'm not doing enough work. I feel so meaningless I want to resign <laughs> Confirm cannot be politician <laughs> FM. So this guy in Singapore Getting paid 10,000 ringgit a month Wanted to quit Because not enough work And also because his <laughs> boss Sits right behind him And he has to pretend Work most of the time Which got us wondering Have you ever had to quit a job And what was that like for you? Sasha, what is your story? So I was going to resign From my digital marketing job Because I had a better job offer Also in digital marketing Or something uh, to different? Uh, something different. Okay. And on the day I was supposed to send in my resignation letter, my boss actually called me to his office and then he was like, sorry, I have bad news, we're not renewing your contract. But then he gave me my pay for the next six months. What? Severance pay? You got you got severance pay? Yep. But this one, if, if you had given your resignation letter, you won't get the severance pay, right? Exactly. I think everyone became confused because the way I reacted was definitely not what they expected. <laughs> 
Do you even pretend to be sad? I mean, I had to lah, just a bit, right? But like, I wasn't as sad as they expected me to be. So I stood up, I thanked all three of my bosses, shook their hands, and left. And I guess it all worked out for me in the end lah. And, right. you got, and you were six months richer. Yeah. Yeah Nice. Exactly. Oh, nice. Thanks, Sasha. No, after this expose, uh, uh-huh. I think most bosses are going to be super careful when terminating staff. Yeah, right. <laughs> They'll be like, "Hi, yeah, yeah." Before I fire you, anything you want to give me, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a letter, or you wanna, you wanna say anything first? Yeah, no, no, but actually, actually, yeah, uh, I, uh, I forgot what your signature looks like. You know, here's a pen and paper. Can you please resign? <laughs> Fly FM. So since we were talking about quitting jobs and how that can be a tough thing to do sometimes, we thought we'd bring in a friend to give us all advice. <laughs> we have a friend named Shetty who does an advice column on her blog. She's a bit of a thought leader and she's from India. And because uh, we asked you, right, for your questions if you need help. So we'd like to go through these questions now with Shetty so she can give some advice. Hello, Shetty. Hello, Namaskar. Yeah, okay, so this is a letter we got from one of our listeners. Okay. Uh, he's, I have a boss who's very indecisive, right? He's, he's never consistent. Like one day he'll say, do it like this. The next day he'll change his mind, do it like that. So I'm very confused uh, in what he wants and how he wants things done. So uh, do you have any advice for me, Shetty? Right, right. So she has a problem with her boss, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my first boss, Steven Spielberg. Oh. Yeah, you know, I gave him the idea for the shark movie, Jaws. <laughs> I told him, why not make a monster movie where the monster only appears for 12 seconds? Right. He said, Shetty, that's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. We ended up saving so much money on shark training. Oh, I see, right, right. Yeah, and I said, Stevie, baby, of course, I'm good with money. You know, why else would I be hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg at his fundraiser the other week? He and I go way back as right, well. Right, right, okay. Yeah, yes. I gave him the idea for Facebook, you know. I said, Mark, you should take the high school yearbook and make it into a website. He says to me, Shetty, you're so creative. I said, of course I am. The weekend told me when we were at Kanye West's house for a dinner party. Oh. Yeah, I was actually the one who gave him the name the weekend you know he was uh, wanted to call himself Saturday Sunday <laughs> I said no no because in some places like Kelantan you know it's actually Friday and Saturday so to avoid confusion and to be inclusive for the masses of people please just use the weekend it's shorter it's snappier it works yeah, okay I, I, sorry to interrupt you Shetty but what's your advice for, for this guy and his boss right right it's simple just like my bestie Oprah Winfrey told wow. me in a whatsapp text this morning she said make the best tomorrow by becoming yesterday's better today uh what what does that mean it just means get a new boss like must i tell you everything where's vanita she's much better interviewer you know we indian girls are so much smarter why did we put me with this chinese man here okay 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 Uh, thank you thank you shetty this is the douglas slim and juanita podcast hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m on fly fm